Howdy, hello, and welcome to Monday Football Monday here on the SB Nation NFL Show. A reminder, very quickly before we get started, that this show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. As mentioned, this is Monday Football Monday on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we love to talk about you guessed it, the NFL. You can watch this wherever you like to watch things, on our YouTube channel, on our Facebook page, on our Twitter page. Just search for SB Nation NFL wherever you want. Also search for the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to us on the go on your preferred podcast platform. Subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. Those things make our hearts sing. My name is RJ Ochoa from SB Nation, the blog on the boys. Joined, as always, by the fantastic Rachelle Prevet on the ones and twos and back to the land from whence he came. He was out last week. He was, who knows what he was doing, but if it's uh, if it's anything judging by his Instagram story, he was off gallivanting somewhere from SB Nation's Arrowhead Pride, but more importantly, from deep inside your Corazon. It is the one and only Congratulations to your Colorado Avalanche on winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, they are not my avalanche, but uh, congratulations to Colorado. Definitely the best team. I think sometimes in the NHL, the best team doesn't always win. And the avalanche were clearly the best team this year. I was uh, I was out last week at a at a bachelor weekend. If you are familiar with the Netflix show Ozark, uh, you know, the backdrop is the lake of the Ozarks and going to come to you from Missouri. So we, we were out there. So uh, no trouble, like like you might see on the show, but uh, we had a nice time, and uh, thank you to whoever it was that filled in. I know you guys had a great show. Wow how could how could you say whoever it was just dismiss Michael Peterson like that? Yeah, you know he um, he is the reigning MF double MVP. I feel, so I do you, feel you best be careful from time to time. I do feel for Mike. I, it it would be nice to cover playoff football at a certain certain point, right? Wow, what you know what I mean? I, I look. Just, I just believe you know it would be nice for him to do that. He won the MF double MVP yeah. last week. Yeah. And I can tell that you did not listen to the very oh, end great, of the show. It was a great show. I it, One of the better shows we've had here on MFM. Well, the final seconds were filled with Michael saying, and Pete Sweeney, you suck. Mm. I mean, that's literally kind of what he signed off that's with. That's shame. what I'm saying. It's, yeah. it's a little obvious that, you know, if you did listen, look, you gave us the download. That's really all we care about around here. Yeah. Um, and you didn't listen to the show. Um, you know, so, look, when, when, you know, your season – when your season ends in mid-January every year, especially when your coach mm. calls a timeout in a very untimely spot, you're going to have your frustration. So I, I'm not going to not gonna fire back. I'm just going to turn the other cheek, as they say. You know, mid-January used to be not the insult you just made it out to be. You know what I mean? Mid-January used to be like making the playoffs, just can't mm-hmm. get over that first little hump. But now right. it's like, you know, you know like this, my, this, isn't your, this isn't your older brother's mid-January. I, you know my, what I mean? My insults are sharp. They, they keep in mind that this is now a 17-game schedule. And the weirdest part about the schedule is not the extra game. It is the mini vacation that happens after the cut and training camp. There's about a, just like a two week, nothing, another two week, nothing period after uh, the camps end and the cuts happen and stuff like that. Uh, and it's made everything just a lot longer. Uh, I, I don't hate it. Right. But like it, it is, it is kind of weird. I don't know if you've kind of noticed that after August, you're just waiting two weeks until the game starts. Well, and that's kind of where we're at right now. I, I would say that if there's a true off season, it is, you know, this little, if you want to call it a month, you can, um, that, that we're in the middle of. And it's, 
Yeah, and especially you know from an entire like sports perspective, now that the Stanley Cup is over, or Stanley Cup Finals are over, rather, um, there's no NBA Finals, no Stanley Cup Finals, there's no draft of any kind, right? right. And Even when the College World Series is over, which kind of captures our attention. When your we, Major we, League Baseball team can't cheat anymore, you, and they can't always necessarily count on a win. You know what, Pete? That 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 my, my Major League Baseball team threw a no hitter on Saturday. That's I right. saw that, I saw one of one of our former pitchers was off. Uh, you know. Being being uh being not very nice there in Kansas City, Zach Greinke. Right. Uh, did you see the, Did you see the the comment he? I'm sure you saw. It, but yes. Did you see this? Yes. Um, just so everybody knows, I don't want to leave people hanging. Somebody apparently asked him to sign a baseball, and he grabbed it and turned around and just chucked it as far as he could. And that. the person the person said, "Why did you do that?" And Zach said, "For my amusement." Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, he's always been an interesting cat his entire career. And I, I those, uh, those another, Kansas Cityans, another um, legend of Zach Greinke story here. For anyway, so yeah, you got major league baseball. Cool. That's great. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're like me, your team's good. It's, it's nice, but yeah, college world series is over. Uh, Wimbledon starts today, Pete. I know you're in on, on the Wimbledon action, the month long, um, you know, I haven't uh, told you this, festivities. uh, not a huge tennis guy, admittedly, but I am making an effort here to get into what will be the premier league starting up again next. And I picked a team and I'm going to try to stick with it. Try to go to a few games here. They got meetups here in Kansas city. So it should be fun. Should be Wait fun. a minute. So you have officially picked a, a premier league team. I mean, we have an episode to get to, but we like, you can't leave people hanging. My, my premier league team. It's like, there's no, like you think it's sad when your football team sucks, when your premier league team sucks, yeah. it's a different level sad. Um, so glory, glory, man United, but Pete, um, was yeah. it Everton? Is that who you picked? No, I, I've, I've, I've went through a few different teams and we, you were on, you were on a crystal palace run there for a little me, while. Me and my, me and my group of, of, of guy friends have, have leaned into Tottenham, uh, the Spurs. Were, uh, is this the group that has the Xboxes that you've talked about before? Yeah, I mean, okay. you know, when I really want to turn back the <laughs> clock to my high school version of myself, well, you know, get on the, the Xbox, we can play like a little FIFA PGA tour, but we're like, look, we want to go to these meetups together, maybe get some gear. And the Tottenham group is officially uh, affiliated with Tottenham in so Kansas you got a little, City. You got a nice little bar, pub area. You can go good, have a watch yeah, party. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, so uh, it's exciting. And I'm going to really try to to actually follow it as best I can this year. And it's and it's nice, too, right? Because we're working and this is just pulling the curtain back a little bit. We work pretty much all of Sunday, no matter what time our team plays. This is a thing right. that we usually we'll do on Saturday. So that's kind of cool. That's cool. I'm really happy for you, Pete. There's nothing yeah. like a crisp, you know, you. kind of fall morning where you go out mm. and you need the long sleeve under your kit. Um, yeah. You head on over to the pub. Um, I will uh -huh. say, you know, being a Premier League fan, sometimes you got to get up early. You know what I mean? So just just be weary of that. Um, yeah. And you know what? Tottenham, yeah. probably the easiest step to make if you're an NFL fan because you got right. the stadium crossover. Right. Um, it's low hanging fruit. So right. uh, I'm happy for you. I hope Harry Kane leaves, but I'm, but I'm no, happy don't, for you. I mean, don't say that, right? I mean, we, we don't want that. Uh, well, so, you know, well, well, this is a World Cup podcast, by the way, come come this fall. Yeah. But anyway, um, so because this is kind of um, the dry or driest part of the year when it comes mm -hmm. to NFL action, because as soon as training camp kicks off, it's boom, 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 boom. I mean, you got things happening, storylines, unfortunately, injuries. Speaking of the two... NFL, we, we're and I, we should say this before we start. We're less than a month from I know the Kansas City is opening within the month. And it's all, if you go to the dates, it's pretty much everybody will be open within a month of us talking this morning, which is just wild. Where does the time go every year? Where, where, and then we're going to blink and it's going to be Thanksgiving. Mm, you know, it's um, I feel like high school graduation. Right. You know what I mean, like just you know, it's crazy. Uh, As we go on, it, uh, we remember 
all the times we've had together. And Who as our lives that? change, is that Natasha whatever, we will still be friends forever. Um, yeah. Um, the song I was thinking of was, t- uh, um, I don't know the lyrics, but the time Closing of our lives song. Time. By Green Day. Again, totally different song as far as uh, graduation is concerned. Let you all into the world. Anyway, all right. So there are two major dominoes um, yet to fall. Speaking of dominoes, we tried a, a domino show with uh, Kansas City and Eric Stone Street. It was not great, um, but Eric is awesome. Sure. Um, but there were some discussions, Pete, as the weekend kind of began, um, that different reports, uh, Wall Street mm-hmm. Journal involved here. Obviously, there's been a lot of reporting about Deshaun Watson, and this isn't, a, a, frankly, a pretty gross thing to talk about, but it is it is a very, very large shift that the NFL season could take um, relative to the football being played. But it appears, Pete, at least the NFL is trying to push this message, this narrative that they are pushing for a year long suspension at minimum of Deshaun Watson uh, and preferring some sort of indefinite suspension uh, or a right to revisit it in the event that um, more accusers come out, more lawsuits are filed against Deshaun Watson. Uh, the league obviously is, is highly concerned about its its you know high mark of integrity um, and doesn't want to punish Deshaun Watson only for something else to come up and then have to you know go through this entire process again. Um, do you think that that is possible? I know that I mean people float out. He should yes. never play again. All sorts of things, but I mean, are I, we talking about an actual year-long suspension? Do, do, or, or do you think it's the NFL trying to push that so that whenever it is hypothetically ten games, twelve games, it looks like you know the NFL is just was kind of caught, but they really wanted a year-long suspension? Yeah, no, like I think you always got to start with like this story continues to be gross, and we're just right. talking about the logistics of the NFL, which is which matters less, but it, it is going to come up because eventually he's going to play in a football game again. I I do believe that. I think what has has gotten a little bit lost in this story is the fact that like unofficial off the record conversations not only happen between like reporters and. Uh, NFL executives and, and whatnot, but they can happen with NFL ownership in, for example, the league's office, right? And I, I just think the way that this contract was structured, the Cleveland Browns knew that it was likely he was not going to be available for for 2022. That's why you saw them structure it the way they did. That's why uh, the money in the, that he's going to make the first year comes a lot from the signing bonus, which you know is not on a game by game basis, and he doesn't really lose that much money for anything. In, in 2022 so i think they they knew that so when it, you know, at the beginning of this it seemed like maybe it could be six games and people were like over under five and a half games i was like you got to go over it's oh, it's going to be over because i i think that they were eyeing something close to a, a year now since the trade happened it has gotten a little bit more complicated more suits have come out you've seen uh more and more women stemming from the hbo real sports uh have their arms uh, up up in air and and there's been suits added i know 20 have been settled i believe there's four or five still out there so with what that leads you to believe is like it's ongoing and i think a lot of people want an answer especially by the time training camp opens up which is within a month and the nfl has to come down with some kind of decision and i think it has to be indefinite and i think that they kind of always knew that it, it might have to be indefinite and i just it just makes me question and wonder out loud like why go through the process of having a lot of these teams that were interested fans uh, up in arms and you know you lose fans by their interest in Watson and especially Cleveland fans if everything that you kind of hear out of the Cleveland fan base right now is some fans are are you know just trying their best to look past it others don't even really want to be Browns fans anymore there's certainly a bad taste around in the organization 
I, I think if you always knew that this could be indefinite, why didn't you just do it last year or before he was traded? And, you know, rather than him actually coming to the Houston facility, he would just be in Houston now, um, you know, tied to them until he was clear. And then you could do, you know, all, all of this. I, I think, uh, yeah, the NFL is trying here in the last minute, the last hour to really, I think, put on a good face. But in, in a lot of ways, to me, it, it's too late for that. And it's so muddled and so messy and, and that it remains uh, gross. And so, yeah, I, I do think they'll go after an indefinite suspension. And the NFLPA is doing what it has to do, right? This is part of it. And and they're going to fight that. And it'll be interesting to see where, where they land. So um, in case anyone's unaware, the NFLPA has basically come out and said that they're going to aggressively defend Deshaun. Um, if it comes to that, whatever suspension is levied against him and cite um, a lack of precedent and cite, um, for lack of, of better words, the hypocrisy of the NFL to suspend Deshaun Watson, given all sorts of allegations. Right. I mean, al allegations doesn't properly cover it, but uh, against the likes of Dan Snyder, Robert Kraft, Jerry Jones, um, obviously Robert Kraft's, um, we'll call it a situation from a few years ago. I don't think situation encompasses what Dan Snyder's dealing with the voyeurism scandal the Cowboys were connected to uh this offseason and I know a lot of people feel like that's gross of the NFLPA to to be sort of vehemently defend Deshaun that's their job I mean you mentioned it like their their job is, is to work for and on behalf of the players um I you you asked the question I, I think it's a good one I, I think it's a, a it's kind of the question the NFL is is ducking over and over and over again like why didn't you you know, why, why was he never added to the commissioner's exemplist, right? Like, the, you know, I don't think anybody knew what that was um, until circa whatever it was 2014 when Adrian Peterson and Greg Hardy just kind of the NFL magically said, we're putting them on this list, right? We, we've got this list. Where we, can, right. we can put players on. They, they won't count. They'll get paid, whatever. They just go away. Um, and I think it highlights really. And I, I don't I don't get into these like I, I know you see this, Pete, like there's a lot of Cowboys fans. Oh, the the NFL hates Jerry Jones. Roger Goodell hates Jerry Jones. Oh, he's always going to do whatever you can to hurt the Cowboys, whatever. I don't know about that, but I do think it highlights how the NFL really dismissed the Houston Texans because they're not a, a Tiffany you know franchise of the NFL. Uh, they're sort of one of the runs of the litter. The NFL just let them kind of sit and toil a year ago. Let David Culley sit and toil and, and just kind of force them to deal with it. I mean, he was just inactive, right? Like that, that's literally what he was all year long, just inactive, didn't show up to games. I mean, like didn't practice like that. That is a really, you know, crummy situation that the Texans had to deal with. And I don't think anybody's really, you know, thought about that. And I say that, you know, under or, or with the, you know, reality that the Texans may be connected to some sort of um, allowance of, of Deshaun's actions. I know that those are, are part of the accusations involved here. So assuming that's not true and, and you can't assume anything here, um, it's, I think to, to answer your question, I've gone a long ways here. I think the NFL and the Cleveland Browns grossly underestimated the integrity of the public and just thought it would go away. I think they thought like, oh, we'll deal with 24 hours and a weekend of criticism and whatever and lambasting, and then it'll go away. And people will talk about, you know, the, the Browns and their success and whatever, whatever, whatever. And we won't have to deal with this anymore. And that didn't happen. And and I think that now they're trying to react to it, uh, which is that's how they are. They're a reactionary league. When this stuff started coming out and and Watson wasn't even really, you know, if you want to say he was a member of the Texans last year, I mean, that, it, that that's a stretch. He was barely even a member of a team, barely even a member of any team. I think last year when all this this stuff started to emerge and, he, you know, he, it became clear that he was going to be in a lot of these suits and you're going to have to see how that 
they had the results of each and every one of the suits. I think it, last year was the right time to throw them on the commissioner's exempt list. And it, it is, as you were saying, in, in a lot of ways, a, a magical list. It's like a presidential pardon. You, there's really like a no questions asked aspect to it. And if you he, were president, Pete, and I committed a crime and I asked you, would you pardon me? Probably not. Uh, probably mm. not. Probably not. No. Wow. Um, yeah, no. So what, what I would what I would say is you're right. And the commissioner's list should happen last year. And he would hypothetically now, as we look back and hindsight is 2020, but I, it seemed obvious to me at the time, but he would looking back uh, still be on it and he would still be on the Texans and trade talks wouldn't have happened. And the Cleveland Browns wouldn't be in this bind where I don't know if they knew all of the information about more and things coming out and, and the New York Times article connecting him to 66 masseuse even if there are 20 some odd uh lawsuits and then uh in, in a way you already have your indefinite suspension because that is seemingly an indefinite list it, it's it's a problem now and you wonder what's going to happen but i think to its fault the nfl made its own problem uh in, in a lot of ways by not enacting that list last year i think a, another key element or variable you're, you're right i mean i don't i don't think anybody and i know I, I speak for you pete i don't think anybody feels bad for the nfl or feels bad for the cleveland browns these are beds that they made right. that they have to lie in um but but the nfl has painted themselves into a corner here where they have to come down with like like an iron fist so to speak especially the, the variable i was i was getting at is they suspended calvin ridley for a year right like yeah. you, you you know you can talk about you know, the morality of gambling, whether you or anybody else like, you know, is OK with that. I mean, it's obviously legal in many states and, and you know, further and further sports gambling is becoming more legalized across the country. I know that's a, a, a neighborhood that, that you're a little bit more well versed in, Pete. But I mean, it. you know, I, I think I think the NFL has had uh, an ability to kind of get away with what they want for a very long time. And I think that if they were to suspend Calvin Ridley for a year for gambling um, and I mean, the the element of him gambling on the Falcons is just one leg of a parlay. It's not like, you know, week in and week out, he was gambling straight up on the Falcons or something. Again, you can debate the morality of this all you want. But if they were to come down, you know, with that swiftly, that hardly on him, and then let Deshaun Watson skate by after all this, it, I mean, the the level of, it's not even egg on their face. I mean, like, it it would, the level of, of gross would, I think, be impossible to overcome and, and that's where they're stuck and the i you know i don't think anybody says it but like the nfl doesn't want to suspend deshaun watson because he's a, a great player and he can provide great entertainment he can play in great games and you know have great moments and i know people when you talk about his football people say well the last team he was on wasn't very good and i'm not i'm not trying to sit here and debate where deshaun watson ranks among nfl quarterbacks but the reality is he makes a, a, one of their teams better he makes their product better they want him involved they want those storylines turning all season long so they don't want to have to take that away. They don't want those storylines to go away. Um, but but they're stuck. I mean, they. I I don't know how you can expect anything less than a season at this point. I think it's going to be the year. I I think the NFLPA will fight like hell to get rid of the indefinite clause. But I I think there's a lot of reason to have that, and it's an easy point to make because it is still ongoing. And I just think. No move should have been made until all of these reached a conclusion, even if that was going to be in 2023 or 2024, if it goes through the courts and whatnot. And that's just the reality of the situation. And if you're trying to point of like, how did this happen? Why did this happen? I think 
you've come up with it. I, I think it really was the the NFL and to an extent Cleveland and I think to an extent Houston thinking you know, once we ship them off, it'll go away. Well, you have the New York Times article that connected some of the Houston allowing some of this weird stuff to happen. Uh, Cleveland thought it would go away. Then all of a sudden there were more suits stemming from the HBO special that really, you know, kind of opened the eyes of, of folks a little bit more. And then now you have the NFL that is looking like it has egg all over its face because now we are within a month of training camp and they got to come up with, with something. And now you have the NFLPA that's saying, well, it better not be unfair. And so it's a mess. It is a gigantic mess. We think that something will come down by the time training camps open because I, I think if Cleveland camp opens, you're not going to necessarily want to have Deshaun Watson just available to throw right as he goes through right. the, the remaining suits. And so uh, I don't, I don't know how, how this, this ends, but it, it, it does seem like there is a, a real legitimate fight brewing between the NFL and NFL PA. Yeah. The hearing um, the, the, and all the NFL related hearing is set to begin tomorrow on Tuesday. So um, Uriah does kind of feel like an answer is, I don't want to say around the corner, but but certainly as close as it's been, um, especially when you – I mean, Deshaun's trade to Cleveland was 5 o'clock news dumped on a Friday. Right. Um, I think it, uh, I think it was uh, NFL Media's Greg Rosenthal that tweeted something like, you know, if you have to 5 o'clock news dump the acquisition of your franchise quarterback, something is, is very wrong with your team. Uh, you know, because if, there, if there's one thing you want to, like, celebrate, it's like, hey, we have, you know, this face of the future, whatever. Um, but um, in in the sense of 5 o'clock news dumps happening, um, this is the weekend leading into July 4th, 4th of July. Um, so you would think that, you know, this would be the time. This is what a lot of people have been saying. The end of June, you know, this is a very popular window the for way, the NFL to, you know, to drop some news in, like this. In media strategy, there, you know, there is not a better day on the calendar this year than Friday to drop news because you a lot of people are getting off Thursday to begin with but and some Friday but then you have the fourth which doesn't happen until Monday and so a lot of people are getting the day after that as well so I mean you're you could be looking at five full days before the people are like back at work and into NFL news and by then I mean five days in the NFL I mean you could write a, a biblical scroll worth of news that just drops at any point in the NFL, even in what is considered the dead period. So if you ever looking for the perfect Friday news dump on this calendar, it's, it's July one, uh, which just, is coming up in a few days here. Just so uh, everyone is clear. He is on Twitter at PG Sween Cause it sounds like Pete's dropping his bad news uh, this mm -hmm. Friday. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. uh, so what, whatever that may be, yep. uh, maybe he's becoming a Colorado avalanche fan. Who knows? No, definitely not. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. 
Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Uh, Pete, you mentioned it. The uh, the NFL machine moves and moves and moves and moves. There's stories and stories and stories and stories. And this one had kind of gone away. The other you know, kind of main talking point for us here today Um Alvin Kamara, uh, New Orleans Saints running back, one of the better running backs in the NFL, obviously. I think we forgot that, like, during the Pro Bowl, it was reported, um, like, literally as the game was happening, it was reported that uh, during the weekend, he was questioned and arrested. Um, or I, th- I, I Again, I might be having the timeline wrong, um, but for being involved, um, just uh, a, a really situation, or a really terrible situation for um for Alvin Kamara the allegations here uh felony battery um that he he reportedly Kamara told police that he threw a couple of punches and he is reportedly bracing uh for a six game suspension so if if he has that kind of crystal clear identification as far as what's coming down down the bend um it would stand to reason that Alvin Kamara is going to be missing the first six games of the season yeah, I that seems that seems to be right, and that seems to follow suit. I know not to connect the two because they're very very different allegations and whatnot. But with Deshaun, it Deshaun and his stuff is a little bit unprecedented. Whereas right. Kamar, you can kind of look at previous things and and games and and levels of suspension. I think probably starts with four, and I could see as many as eight, and but six does feel right. Maybe it's eight and he gets it down to six, or maybe it's six and he appeals down to four. Uh, but that does seem like right in the window for the the situation that he has found himself in, yes. Um, so the Saints are in a very interesting season, P? Like, is Dennis Allen's job in, in jeopardy in your mind? No, no. I think he gets. I mean, I, I get. I, I think he gets. I, at least I could two see, years. like, if, if you're asking me who's like a one and done coach from this year, I could see Dennis Allen, you know, being in that group. I think, I think he gets at least two years, especially if they can teeter around 500 or be above 500, especially with you know what is a a big time change here of the guard. Um, but I, I tend to think he'll, he'll get, you know, the extra year. I think the the New Orleans organization is going to want to see this team in the playoffs by 2023 so that'll be more of a challenge for next year but i, I think he gets a, a shot here to to really become and and uh implant himself a, as the the true head coach of, of new orleans uh, as sean payton readies himself for the the dallas cowboys next year um the saints first games they start off actually i this is stupid i hadn't totally realized this for, i don't know if you know this pete saints first three games of the season yeah um at the falcons Buccaneers week two at the Panthers three straight divisional games to start the season two of which are on the road um, I mean that's they own, really they, dumb they own Tampa Bay that's not, that smells like three and oh to me you get Mariota I mean, you get I'm, Brady who you own right I mean Trevor Simeon beat Brady and then true. you got the Carolina Panthers who Sam Darnold so I, I'm seeing three and oh for the Saints to start the year Week four against the Minnesota Vikings week five uh, against the win. Seattle Seahawks take, give me and, Winston over Kirk every day uh, week five against Drew Locke. Um, so I don't know. You, 
you're well, telling me the five and zero Dennis Allen Saints are going to fire him after one year? Come on. And then a week six against the reigning AFC champions, the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, so. I see what you're doing here. You're trying to really curb my enthusiasm. <laughs> I don't, I don't love it, but I, I, I like the strategy by you. I mean, I'm just like, that's a very different stretch of games that Alvin Kamara. It is, uh, it is, and as you, you. You're, you're talking three division games, two of which are on the road, a game against the AFC champions, and a game against the Vikings, who I think are better than most people want to give them credit hey, for. Fantasy heads, uh, Tony Jones season, right? Finally. We've been I mean, that's true. Like, you, you see this all the time, but like the the fantasy impact of Alvin Kamara being out is seismic. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'll get drafted. A lot of people will stash him right until he's back, but I mean... The fantasy season is what sixteen weeks generally. I mean, so you're talking about you're losing almost half of it. Yeah, it depends on depends on how your league is is set up. I know there's the tight end premium and and all kinds of settings you can put in there. So, um, like, obviously the Deshaun Watson story is one of the biggest ones in the NFL. Like, yeah. where do you rank? The, where do you place the Alvin Kamara story? Is it anywhere near the top, or is it just kind of? Well, I think for this know, time of year. It's at the top, uh, and these stories during this is we call it the dead month, right? Uh, these stories typically are at the top because there's not a ton of NFL news. Like if usually if your team was in the NFL news cycle during this period, it's either the only good news is really like contracts coming to it an end, like a contract negotiation finally coming through, or bad news. And this is at the top right now in the grand scheme of the NFL. Do I do I feel like you know this story on a running back as good as Kamara is matters? No, I, I don't know if this will necessarily impact the Saints season in the sense of like costing in the playoffs because I don't, you know, I don't think they're a playoff team with him anyway. So it's up there for now, but I, you know, I don't see, I don't see this impacting the NFL season as a whole all that much. Mm, wow. Pete hates the Saints. I don't yeah. hate the Saints. I don't hate the Saints. That's what it sounds like. No, I'm a, I'm a Winstonite. I, I, I like to, I like famous Jameis. He was playing some good football before the injury last year. Hopefully uh, he can turn around. I know that you're not rooting for him since you're a big Andy Dalton guy, stemming <laughs> from his good good time in in Dallas there. But uh, I'll you know I'll stick with Winston here. Are there um are there any more dominoes that that you're that you feel like the league is waiting on the season is waiting on to fall before you know that need to happen before training camp starts so to speak? Because there's I think there's one more obvious one, but I'm curious if you have any. You know, I you know there's we're in Kansas City waiting on Orlando Brown Jr. I feel like the left tackle of Patrick nope. Mahomes nobody cares. maybe isn't nope. getting a ton, of, nobody cares. ton of national buzz, but it matters here. Uh, I don't know um, uh, if there's any other dominoes that necessarily need to fall. What was the one that you were thinking of? Baker Mayfield. I mean, uh, I know that's connected to Deshaun Watson, but sure. And I, I don't know, like if if we were if, wow, if did Baker you see Mayfield that Eric Johnson woke up with the Stanley Cup in bed. I'm seeing, I mean, I'm seeing that come through. That's a really common thing. I feel like, like people, you know, like the morning after they win a title of some kind, like you know, have some sort of photo, <laughs> like with with the trophy, like tap it with the rider. This before, video, like, I mean, this is I. The only reason I bring it up because I not that not to say that this will happen, but this is such a Russ move, right? Couldn't you see Russ in bed with the Lombardi? Um, um, if, did you see his his latest uh, speaking Rock of Russ? That's right. No, uh, his latest one was. Very, 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 very corporate. Um, I'm oh. pulling it up actually right now. Um, well, first, actually, his latest tweet is celebrating his um, his new neighbors uh, that the Avalanche won the Stanley Cup. Um, Do you think that if he joined Dallas, it would be Cowboys Nation giddy up, and he would say that after every press conference? No, he would do a horse neigh like you. Let's see, like do the Russell Wilson horse neigh. Okay, 
Cowboys Nation. <laughs> that's your dolphin. Um, no, you, you, that's your dolphin. It's, it's okay. It's, it's okay. It you messed a, up. A horse can be a cousin of a dolphin in a lot of ways. Very smart um, animals. Uh, so he tweeted on Sunday. I'm just going to read it. On top of the mountain overlooking the sea, dot, dot. No. Thanks, Monaco. Anytime, any place, we work, exclamation point. Winning, in all caps, is a habit. But the word habit, Pete, the H is capitalized. So like he's like emphasizing the word habit. Mm. Then a soccer ball emoji, a football ball emoji, and then grateful for team, and then he tagged AS Monaco. Mm. Um, so, um, Third best quarterback it, in the AFC West. Really, really pretty uh, environment that it looked like Russell was playing in. Um, I'll say this: the guy knows how to vacation. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll give him that. You know, right? Um, but well, but yeah. as you know, RJ stun stun is a habit. So, um, anyway, what I was going to ask you, last question: um, if Baker Mayfield were to be traded today, like bef- before we get a, an answer on Deshaun, yeah, what would that suggest to you? Like that the Browns feel like they're going to have Deshaun back at some point in time, or do know. you feel like it is disconnected from that? Like I mean, they're two separate know, things. We know everything about. I mean, what Baker Mayfield is about. He's not playing for Cleveland again. And I think that's what's making this take so long is because Cleveland wants proper compensation for what is one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the world, right? He is a starting quarterback. We don't know where we didn't necessarily put him. Uh, I wouldn't put him really bury him last. I don't know. For me, he would probably be in like the 15 to 20 range, which is still a pretty good quarterback uh, in the NFL. So Cleveland wants proper compensation, but everyone in the world, including everyone in Carolina and everyone in Seattle knows that he ain't playing for you anymore. And right. so, so, that's a, so if, if he were to be traded today, like you, you would feel like this is a separate thing from this has no bearing. This is no indication as, yeah, as far no, as what's going to happen with Deshaun. I don't think, I mean, I think the Browns know that Mayfield will never play a game for them mm. again. I think everybody knows that. And so, yeah, I think it's become separate. Uh, just because of of the way that Mayfield is, I think there is a, I think there is a maybe a way to get out of it, but it involved like an unprecedented payment or change of his the final year of his contract. Like signed Baker to a new one year deal for twenty twenty three, where you're paying him more money, and just for the one year, and he he came out and say we've come to this resolution where they're going to pay me as a rental in a in a sense for one year, and I'm going to do it because they're they're overpaying me in, in that way. There's no way the Browns do that. I'm just saying this would be like a grand hypothetical. Uh, I think he eventually ends up traded for a lot less than Cleveland wants because it, it's it'd be silly to have him just sitting in the building doing nothing, uh, in, in my opinion, which is what will happen if he remains on the club. Um, last thing before we, we hand out our award here. Um, a statement from Tony Busby uh, was just released, Pete. The oh, first Lord. case has officially been filed against the Houston Texans. We mentioned that um, that subplot to all of this is no longer a subplot. Uh, the statement reads, Today we filed the first case of what will likely be many against the Houston Texans related to Deshaun Watson's behavior. Suffice it to say, the overwhelming evidence collected indicating that the Houston Texans enabled Watson's behavior is incredibly damning. We believe the Texans knew or most certainly should have known of Watson's conduct. Beyond that, we believe the filing speaks for itself. Um, this isn't in the statement, but I continue to feel just very badly for David Culley. I mean, the dude was really, really, and I, you know, just awful situation um, that he was having to lead last year in Houston. Um, potentially awful, toxic, hazardous, you know, work environment as well. Yeah, um, no, I, I, I think this speaks to your point that we made earlier. Um, 
and it was an overlook by Houston, the NFL, and Cleveland altogether, and really to an extent like the Atlantas and the New Orleans who were interested right. in Deshaun. Uh, everyone thought the trade would happen, and you know we're in the off season. Poof. By the time yeah. September's here, this will go quietly into the night, and more and more and more and more every day. It is the opposite. It is not going anywhere, and uh, there is, there is going to be you know something that comes down and and out of this. And I don't know. I you know what? How does this? How does this end? Right? Is this a situation where eventually Deshaun maybe doesn't play I, again? I, I, I don't know. I don't think I don't think it's inconceivable to say that he never plays again in the NFL. I, I really don't. I, There's I, a I mean, non-zero chance of that, right? And it's yeah. just, I don't think the NFL ever thought that that was a possibility uh, I, th- I think it's too late now to to realize that and you're seeing the, the result of that i don't know that how the browns didn't didn't foresee this again i mean in, in every every step of the way the nfl the browns i mean the texans haven't been connected to him since the trade so you can't really put them here but right. um they have only made things worse you know what i mean like right like by by trying to like arrogantly dismiss it like we did our due diligence things like that like all you all you have done is is again like deep in the hole that you are in um and i mean i don't think anybody's sitting here feeling badly for the browns or for the for no, the nfl no. or for the texans if if these allegations are true um or and certainly for deshaun that's what I, mean. I i feel really badly for david cully like you know what i mean like he was you know he was hired a year ago by this organization and you know left to deal like that that's what i meant earlier like he, uh, david coley really specifically if, if the texans are, are implicated here i mean had what like what how is that so how is that fair uh, of the nfl to let david coley just toil like that like to have to awkwardly handle having you know a player of deshaun watson's football talent be inactive and, and just sit there and answer the same questions and just be this 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 puppet of the of the of the clown show that was happening there that that they created it was just it's a really ugly thing that they did to David Culley you know and then that the Texans got away with firing him this year like it's just really sad well if you really look at, at the details around it and you look at the the contract that that Culley got uh it, it sets up as a lame duck, duck head coach right remember they wanted but, but yeah but there's a difference between like okay like come coach the you know the the i don't know i mean every team that's kind of been connected to tanking has had some some allegations levied against some like hugh jackson's browns brian flores's Dolphins. so i can't think of an example off the top of my head but it's one thing to just come come like execute the tank of losing football games that's one thing but like david cully again like how, like how could how was it fair to ask him to answer all of the questions about deshaun watson when the league didn't answer a single one yeah no and and i i, I agree but what i'm telling you is like you got to like follow the money to, to some right. extent. Right. No, I mean, you're right. So they gave him was a pretty lucrative contract, right? It was for multiple years and for, you know, I think in the range of 20 million, if I'm remembering correctly. And they knew he was going to be one year. They wanted Josh McCown all along. Uh, our guy in Houston, Mr. Jack, made that very clear uh, in a lot of different ways that they wanted McCown. Uh, you know, the NFL was facing certain situations where, you know, the diversity question had been coming into play. The Texans pivoted, and instead of hiring a, a, a head coach with absolutely no experience, they hired what they always knew, in my opinion, was going to be this one-year head coach. And in a way, they gave him this lucrative deal that'll pay him for the X remainder of years of the contract, even though he was fired. Uh, this retirement, you know, right. type of fund, and it was just this grand thing where 
the NFL, like always, you know, they think the news cycle is going to take care of it. Right. Like, and it, it doesn't as much anymore because people don't forget and people try to hold, you know, I think organizations accountable. I think social media in a lot of ways uh, has changed the game uh, in that sense. And now in these two NFL cities and really the league as a whole, this is getting messier and messier by the day. Uh, whereas they thought it was going to get it cleaned up and cleaned up by the day. The opposite is happening. And I think you're seeing a, a result of all that. Remember when the messiest thing that happened between these two teams was, um, was the, the Texan salary dumping Brock Osweiler. And right. that like being that like being against NFL rules, like that wasn't like allowed the way it was in the NBA. So, right. Um, oh, interesting don't, times. Don't even t- tell me about the salary cap dumping in the NBA with this Duran situation and uh, with the Knicks. And I, I think Someday, the Knicks, Pete. I think the Knicks are just going to be bad until I perish. <laughs> and I'm in my my thirties, right? So I'm you know knock on wood, I'd like to last at least well, I mean, it, years if, here. If you're, and, uh, if you're getting up early, like that's the thing. Like the Knicks have pushed you to the point where you're willing to get up at six a.m. and go to the pub on a Saturday. You know what I mean? To right. watch, I watch don't a different even team. Want to know? Like, but, by the way, Tottenham is like the Knicks of the Premier League. Just so you're aware. I mean, as far as heartache and heartbreak is concerned. Yeah, not anymore. You know, we got it. We got some new blood. Um, watching on Saturdays in KC. The time has come, Pete Sweeney, to welcome in the fantastic, the incomparable, the perfect in every way, Rachel Prevet. Rachel, welcome to your show, Monday Football Monday. Um, thank you, Rachel. Pete was giving me some some shoe advice over the weekend. Um, so, Rachel, thank you for that. Um, shoe advice. Yeah, you know, I I I take interest in Rachel's interests and understand where where she's elite, you yeah, know, right. her skills, her assets, right. and so I I ask, I humbly ask for help when I need it. A so. friend of a friend had these brand new like Looney Tune shoes. I am not a sneakerhead, but these were wild. I mean, they were multiple colors. They were Looney Tune wow. shoes. Those shoes are ever multiple colors. Very interesting. Uh, you know, like those Nickelodeon WB. Pete, now is Rachel's moment. Colors. Please, please be humble yourself. Very impressed. Uh, Rachel, I'm so not sorry. A, I apologize guy, for Pete. Um, I, I did appreciate it. Number shoes. one, Rachel, how is your day going? Number two, um, who's your MF double MVP? And number three, why? Today, so far, is going pretty well. You know, first thing I've done this morning. So, you know, chugging along. I think today, we've never did this before. I've never did this before. No, don't do it. Don't do it. I'd rather lose. (laughs) (laughs) Pete, we're uh, we're competitive. There has to be a winner here. There has to to be a winner. There has to be a loser. That's the spirit of MFL. You know who RJ is going to vote for, right? I'll my vote will count for one and a half today if it, if it needs to count. Rachel, my vote is for you. Just so that I we're didn't do clear. anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Rachel, we're we're sorry. We're sorry. Go with your original point. Go with your my heart. original point today, just based off of the topics alone, I was gonna say it's a tie. Like yeah. there was no yeah. nobody did better. You guys were just sharing your points, you know. So I don't think right. we have a win or loser today. Well, I mean, RJ set up the rundown, so I'm sorry that it played out like that. Where there was, and so I think he loses points there, and mm. I, you know, really came out firing. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna vote for myself. My one and a half vote. So congratulations to me, one. Michelle, I just, I just have one question. Um, when has Pete set up the rundown? I don't know. Actually, I did it two weeks ago. Uh, yes. And when it was a great show. When you were uh, RJ, he yeah, did. That's right. He did with Steve. 
I can count it. I can count you know, the day oh, within okay. two weeks. Yeah, it was, it was it was a great rundown that day. I don't even yeah, remember. Yeah, and then actually, I didn't tell you this, Rachel. He sent it to me. He was so proud that he sent it to me. Uh, <laughs> I wanted you to see. And it was I wanted you to see my hard work. It was a great show too. Yeah, we came up with the the top ten headlines that actually matter heading into the twenty twenty two NFL season. Good show, Rachel. Um, the floor is yours. Say whatever you want. Condemn the Browns. Condemn Deshaun Watson. D- d- go off. This is yours, and then send us home. I don't even like talking about all this stuff because it just makes me sick. There's so much crazy happening in the world right now. And I just think that sometimes you have to unplug and it's stuff like this that makes you want to step away. You know, so I, I yeah, I don't even. Well, I'm when you step away, Rachel, you look good in, in your shoes. I mean, you're, any step you take, you know. We will be there every no. little step we no, take. No, no, uh, no, we'll no, be no, together no, 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 every no. little step, step, hey. strep, no. step. Oh, sorry. We'll see you next week. Sorry, everybody. I apologize on our behalf. <laughs> <laughs>